0: ready to hear some noise tonight you're just seconds away from let's go blues radio i know that we're all people just sitting here uh looking at um nick eat a banana uh, (laughs) right now I can't even focus That looks like
1: a tasty
2: banana.
1: The Burger King here in Troy has been uh, advertising for managers for a
2: while, so we'll go through there next week. Eric Brewer was so bad. (laughs) The Blues had made the playoffs 25 straight seasons before Eric Brewer arrived. After Brewer donned the note, the Blues missed the playoffs every season that Brewer was a Blue, except for one.
0: No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. The original St. Louis Blues Hockey Fan Podcast. Take it away, boys.
2: Welcome to season five, episode 10 of Let's Go Blues Radio. We have returned from our holiday break and we are coming to you live on Wednesday. January 4th, 2017, this is Franchise Episode Tarasenko, number 91, all-time. Let's Go Blues Radio is a weekly program that talks St. Louis Blues hockey. We do welcome listeners to call in and chat with us live on the air, as well as tweet us questions or comments. Just send those tweets to at LGB Radio, and we will read them on the show. And to chat with us live, go to letsgoblues.com radio and click on the Join Us graphic shortly when we announce that that will be live. My name is Kurt Price and I am joined once again by my co-hosts, my attractive and dashing and daring co-hosts, Mr. Bill Day and Mr. Jeff Ponder. Welcome. I'm dashing.
0: <laughs> hey, shouldn't we be more politically correct on this show? Shouldn't it be LGBT radio? Let's go boost tonight. There
2: you go. <laughs> See? It works. <laughs> it does. It, it works be- okay. can, it's, No, it's- we can
1: have a mailbag section that is LGBTQ.
2: I was gonna say it. it, is it. Pro- proper term is LGBTQ now, correct? Correct. I just keep adding right. letters.
0: I did not know that there was a Q now.
2: Yeah, yeah, there is a Q. <laughs> Q is uh, politically correct, which you would not oh. think it would be. But it Okay, is. well, well, let's let's add that into. Let's do it. Uh, midget is not politically correct. Uh, little person is, little people. Really, I think I'd rather be called a midget. Um. So with my high school, uh, my my high school was the Freeburg Midgets is no way is is, yes are they really yes and there was a big backlash from the midget the little people of america or something they were had a conference in st louis and they all traveled to freeburg to pick it and boycott and they they uh they had a meeting and everything and there was a big push to get the mascot changed and the uh the school board said nope we're keeping it
0: man how menacing when you guys took the football field
2: it was awesome and now your free bird midget do you know what you know what's great though the Scholar Quiz team? The... Hmm. the Scholar Quiz team? The mental midgets. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we're, we're both of you on it. Oh my goodness. Uh,
0: <laughs> build it up. No. I, there,
2: there I, was a, a Khawk. Or no. Yeah, a, uh, no. A McManche. Eh, no. I was what, not, what were you guys? I was a cadet. that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I
1: was you guys cadet. were lame. I was a Viking. Yeah. No, I. If I would have gone to the local high school, I would have been a Comanche. But I went private
2: and went to
0: CBC. So That's right. There. You were a CBC boy. I forgot about that.
2: Where were you, uh, Ponder? Where'd you go?
0: I was a Francis Howell, the
2: original. The one with all the Hicks and Hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think my school, high school, might have had more Hicks and Hillbillies than. Probably. Yeah, maybe. I don't
0: know. St. Charles was, was pretty Hoosier at the time, but uh, it's, it's gotten a little worse now. Hey, sorry, St. Charlesites, but I'm from there, so I'm allowed to say it. Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, <laughs> You're a grandfather into that, that. That's right. Breath. That's right. I'm allowed to. All right. Uh, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, uh, can we say his name now? Because he was on TV with his name across the bottom of the screen on the, the KSTK blues special. You was just, he uh, really? Yeah. He was on there. I didn't the, watch uh, that. The 50 years, of the blues. Uh, yeah, he was on there interviewed. Uh, so anyway, I won't.
0: Uh, let's, let's still be, uh, eh, you know, respectful. Respect. Yeah. He, yeah. you know, he told me that, uh, even the guys at his job didn't know who, that he was the one running that. And he would hear them talking about it in the office. <laughs> That's hilarious. And, and some if he was on that special, I'm sure they're like, "Oh, wait a minute,
2: we know that guy." Yeah, I, I was, I was watching. It. I'm like, I'll be damned. know him. <laughs> Names across the bottom. Yeah, okay. Uh, but January fourth, uh, today in Blues history, 1999, the St. Louis Blues were fined and forced to give this. And this happened on this day. This is a big deal. St. Louis Blues were fined and forced to give a first round pick to the New Jersey Devils. Plus, they were forced to swap first-round draft positions uh, or allowed New Jersey had the option. Uh, In in another draft, for tampering with Scott Stevens, the $1.5 million fine was the biggest fine in NHL history at the time. The tampering included the mailing of an offer sheet to Stevens' agent before Stevens became a free agent. It also included an undisclosed side agreement that absolved the Blues of $500,000 in deferred signing bonus owed to Stevens if he entered into a contract with any team that equaled the Blues' four-year, $17 million offer sheet. Thank you, Jack Quinn, for leaving a steaming pile of paper trail. What a douchebag. Uh,
0: Yeah, you know, this is, I remember that day. God, this is gonna sound awful of me to say because I'm such a nerd. I remember this day as well as I remember 9/11, because <laughs> me too, to me, me too.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because I was in like, my car, I was in my car driving uh, uh, somewhere, and I, heard, I was just like, I was like, oh my god, I'm devastated. Yep, no, and that's that's how I was because I I was 14 at this time, and
0: so for me, this was like the first big like off-ice thing that I could really like under kind of understand at that point in my life. So when I heard that, I'm like, 1.5 million dollars. Oh my God, the blues are gonna go bankrupt. And (laughs) and so I started talking to my dad about it. He goes, oh no, they got guys on the roster that are making seven million dollars a year. I'm like, all right. And then I the draft picks and I remember it just it, it just like hitting me like a ton of bricks and being like, oh my God, this is gonna set this team back. Like what are they doing? Why did they do this? And, and not understanding it until a couple years later when I kind of started understanding legal talk a little better about what actually happened. And it's just so, it's so crazy still to this day that this happened and that, again, this was years later that there was such a huge paper trail left behind. How do you mm-hmm. not... Make sure everything is gone from that moment so you don't handicap the team for years.
2: Yeah, Jack Quinn caught a lot of flack in the media for that. I remember hearing on the radio, they just roasted him.
1: Yep. Yeah, and it took five years because it was 94 when they did it, right?
2: Well, they they signed him from Washington, and they gave up five first-rounders for that. And then they were uh, forced to give up the first-round draft pick for Tamper and to try getting back. So.
1: Yeah, but the... Uh, wasn't that the offer sheet was was 1994 and uh, my, oh, yeah, yeah it was, it, it, this was well after right. right they didn't levy the fine until five years later and yep. that's that's just uh,
2: kind of crazy i i know the judge's name that uh uh awarded scott yeah. stevens to new jersey oh it was judge houston <laughs> judge <laughs> houston like, houston, who, right? who remembers the judges of any case ever uh that's not a supreme Dance. court i, I remember the, Oh, okay <laughs> 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 judge houston it's like oh he just took our captain away from us, douchebag anyhow would you rather given up uh we talked about this before would you rather given up stevens which they got for signing Shannon, or would you rather give up uh, uh joseph and brendamore and it was somebody else and a pick uh, which is what the Blues offered. What would you rather do? Mm, 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 mm. I think I would have given up Brendamore
1: and Joseph, considering you know, they didn't have long careers here anyway. Yeah, I
0: mean, in hindsight, it's easy to say Brendamore and Joseph, but at the time, I probably would have kept them.
2: Mm. Well, Brendamore wasn't... Brendamore here didn't live up to what he was supposed to do here. here. Oh, is, is, is that what a 17-year-old
0: friend told you? Hmm? What? Huh? Wait a minute. Oh, wrong guy. Wrong guy. Yeah, wrong
2: guy. <laughs> <Never> <laughs> oh. Mind. oh! Oh no. Hey, oh. hey
0: everybody, just so you know, Rod Brendamore is a very clean man.
2: He is a clean Scott Clean. Rod the bod. Yeah. He's a looker.
0: Yes, he is. He's still a good looking guy. You no, not in not the face. Not
2: in the face, but Oh no, no, everywhere. no, no, no. Not in the face.
0: I saw him I think two years ago in the media and, and he still looked pretty good. All right. I'll take your word for it. Uh, you, you look him up right now. Stop the show. Look it up.
2: Well, you, you look him up. I'll go to uh, point number two here in the the uh, at STL Blues history segment. Uh, 2007, January 4th, 2007. Manny Legacy records a shutout in the Blues tie the NHL record of not allowing a first period goal for 12 straight games in a 2-0 win versus the Blackhawks. It was very topical. Blackhawks coming off the uh, Winter Classic weekend. I, uh, I have a Manny Legacy jersey. Oh, well, good on you. Oh, look at that.
0: Hey. I was a huge Legacy fan. I was so upset when he crumbled when they signed Mason.
1: What about yep. when he crumbled when he stepped on the uh, the carpet laid out for Sarah Palin?
0: Sarah Palin. I still hate her for that. People bring up all these political reasons why they hate Sarah Palin, and I just
2: say Manny Legacy's career. Um, so in January 4th, 1991, Brett Hull received more All Star game votes than any player in NHL history. He was the first player to receive 400,000 votes, and he had more than 100,000 votes more than any other player that year. Brett he, Hull, was, uh, me...
0: he was a pretty good player, from what I hear, right?
2: Uh, he's okay. Um, his he's his, no, his, his not his dad.
1: Yeah, he was yeah, a very one dimensional kind of player.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shoots pucks at coaches and everything. Did you
1: guys ever read that story
0: in Riverfront Times about when uh he stole the car yeah. from oh, yeah. Bob Barry's? Barry. Him and Chase, yeah. 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 Him
2: and Chase yeah. stole uh, Bob Barry's car, took it to the east side to do god knows what.
0: <laughs> uh play crap, am sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure, sure,
2: I'm sure. I'm sure that's what it was, yeah. Uh that was pre casino. That was hilarious. There's um, only one form of entertainment on the east side back there. the River. You, you go farther east it's better, but it's close to the river you got, yeah. Uh, we actually uh I skipped over the official beer of episode 91, Bill. Sorry about that.
1: Well, it's about time you got to it cuz it's almost <laughs>
2: gone. Well, I've got some left of mine, so I could have I could have a backup which yeah. would not have been the same.
1: Yeah, the official beer tonight is Left Hand. Bittersweet Nitro Imperial Coffee Milk Stout. I just
0: had that last weekend
1: That's for the first time. Yeah, it's very good. That's yeah, good. Not apropos. Just, you know, there's nothing bittersweet about the uh, Winter Classic victory this week. Oh,
0: I see what oh, you did.
2: Oh, oh. I had the uh, I had the uh, Urban Chestnuts uh, Chocolate Milk Stout the other day. Had never had it before, and it was pretty good.
1: Yeah, I had that. uh, Was there for a work event, uh, beginning of December, and yeah, it was damn good. Mm -hmm. Tao uh, Cow, what was called Tao Cow, whatever. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, the uh, you know one of the one of my many regrets about this last uh, about the Winter Classic weekend was not being able to get to the uh, uh, the Puck Daddy uh, tweet up at uh, Urban Chestnut in the Grove. Would have been a lot of fun. Unfortunately, I had pre-existing plans for sunday
2: night uh and to touch on a former a previous beer of the show was the uh um lizard of cause that bill had a what four or five weeks ago or something
1: i think it was our last show
2: was it the last one and uh so i i I picked up a bottle of that and we had it at global brew the other day it was it was fantastic it was really good
1: there's a lot going on in it but it is totally oh yeah
2: good. there is you taste it, it's like man there's a lot going on but it's all it's good and the aftertaste is ridiculously clean which is fantastic for a stout and if your brewery would like to sponsor the uh, let's <laughs> go blues
0: radio let's go blues tonight radio uh <laughs> you can contact any of us on twitter at uh lgb radio yes we're also on um um
2: Grinder, the grinder app. <laughs> Are we? Is that
0: oh is that, maybe that's just me. That's that's just, me.
2: Okay, that, that was just you. That was a personal thing.
0: I, I'm pretty sure Bill's that, on there too. I think I saw you.
2: Well, we we share the same account.
0: Oh, okay. Ah, oh, two for the price of one. I like it. Yes, yes. We double up on it. We
2: go we go family style on people. Any,
0: anyhow. This shows off to a rocking start.
2: <laughs> uh oh. Um, so before we get to the winter classic, uh, Ty, Ty Ratty was uh waived yesterday and claimed by the uh, claimed today by the Carolina Hurricanes, whom so we play tomorrow to go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we play tomorrow night. Real convenient yeah. for him. The Hurricanes, hey, so... were... go ahead. Oh, go ahead.
0: No, I was uh, gonna it's... say, before we get into the uh, the serious stuff with this, I uh, I was wanting to ask you guys what the best headline for St. Louis Post Dispatch would be for tomorrow. Are you ready? Okay. We got a couple options here. All right. So, should STL today say, Blues say, time to scatty, tie ratty. AHL stats don't matter.
2: <laughs> or
0: no, no. Blues cut ties with AHL All-Star. Canes get caught in rap trap. Claim ratty from waiver wire. Hmm. The tie of the hurricane. Carolina nabs ratty uh rats tie ties on a new caro line uh with the hurricanes uh mm-hmm. who's your ratty blues castaway washes ashore with hurricanes what's are your favorite one are these all yours <laughs> uh, a couple of people <laughs> involved but i think three of them were
1: behind uh, yeah.
2: oh man i i was not i was not trying to, to memorize them but there was those... I, I would go with
1: uh, who's your ratty
2: Sure. I like
1: that one. Blues captain watches the
2: shore with hurricanes. All right, I'm Same surprised. Ability. I'm surprised nobody did like uh, you know blues exterminate the, the ratty and. Uh...
0: Oh, there you go. That's not a bad one. See, yeah. I should get you on this text chain. Yeah, it's good. I, right. Off the
2: top of my head too. I literally
0: have a, a, a. This is how nerdy some of my friends and I are that play play hockey with. We we have a text chain of what the uh, post dispatch headline should be for every big news story in St. Louis Blues. So.
2: That's, that, that was the one for Ratty. Those were pretty good, I thought. That sounds like it needs to be a Twitter account to me. That's actually not a bad idea. I might do idea. that. And then you could, well, you know what? You should, yeah, and then we could do it on the show every every week. There you go. I'll look into it. I'll, okay. I'll look into this Twitter. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back to uh, the serious stuff. So, yes, yeah, Ty Ratty was waived. Uh, they placed, uh, the Hurricanes claimed and placed uh, Eddie Lack on the IR due to his concussion issue. Uh, to make room thoughts did Ty ratty get a fair shake here in st. Louis or was he uh, just uh, just he just, just can't cut it I will say um, what I
0: said to bill already before the show started I think both of those responses are true I think he um, I don't I don't I don't I was never a be- huge believer in Ty ratty um, when I saw it and I hate to say this now but when I saw Dmitry Yashkin come up, I thought this guy's an NHL player. He's just gonna he's gotta work a couple things out. He's gonna be fine. Same thing with Robbie Fabry, David Perron, Patrick Berglund, going through all the players that we've seen go through the ranks. You usually can see it. I never really saw it with Raddy, and I saw him play in the AHL, and he somebody, I don't know if it was one of you or somebody else, but somebody said that he reminds me of TJ Henzik, a guy who was an elite talent in the AHL, always one of the tops in scoring, but anytime he come up with, in the NHL, he always looked lost. And I'm not saying that that's definitely ratty, but that is more of what I saw in him. However, I, I do believe that he was not truly ever given a fair shot. Uh, the dude has been with the team all year. He's played four games. It, and the Blues have had injuries. You know, And, and I know that... They've worked Yakupov in and out of the lineup. They've worked uh, a couple other guys that uh, – uh, Megan – what was Megan's first name? Oh, no, uh, I forgot. I can't – I'm drawing a blank. Riley? No, I don't remember. Uh, but anyway, even that guy. got in and played a game. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm not rock- knocking him. He had a good game. But Raddy was never really given a fair shake. Um, but how many players have we set about uh, go through this organization the last 10, 15 years?
2: Peter sena
1: <laughs> yeah uh jeff hogan tony harkis <laughs> Shit, Peter saying i got a, a much a much purer shake
0: i you know what's hard to believe is that he he was the uh in the first song in lion king did you guys know
1: that Yeah, <laughs> <Sina, brother, laughs> uh, we're learning all kinds of great things here <laughs> I, mean, I never put that together but wow <laughs> That is so true. He's a composer too. Hmm. I know. <laughs> I I completely agree with Jeff on on this. You know, he no, he never got a fair shake. Uh, he's, and maybe maybe if he gets you know twenty straight games, he can figure it out. But he never, you know, he had one great stretch towards the end of last year where he had strung a couple of good games together, had points and. You know games, and I think somebody came off injury, and he was back in the press box, um, even though he didn't do anything to deserve it, and he never got a shot again. Um, You know, I think that might have been his best chance. And uh, this year, you know, it 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 just didn't seem like he was going to get the opportunity, especially with the Megan call up. You know, it's like, all right, here's his opportunity, and um, you know, also, you know, when they traded for Yakubov you know how many people on twitter said uh ty reaction has to be fuck you know because that's you know that that really was his uh you know his spot you know was the floating in and out of the lineup and uh you know to have two of those guys all year long it, it just it you know it uh wasn't meant to be um you know and I think it's it's a little too late for the Blues uh, to have, uh, you know, it, it, they could have given them an opportunity last year. Um, you know, I, I don't know that they could ever get anybody for them. Um, you know, if, if I haven't I haven't been on Twitter a whole lot today, so I haven't seen, you know, people, I'm, I'm sure there are some, and maybe maybe it's in the lounge, but there are people lamenting that, oh, we could have got a third-round pick for them.
0: And oh, you know, everyone I'll, thinks everyone is worth a third round pick. Bill, I can I'll trade pull. you for a third round pick. <laughs> <laughs> you could. You could.
2: You could trade him for a third round pick.
1: And the next podcaster draft. Yeah. But oh, yeah, he yeah, he he wasn't he wasn't gonna get his shot here. Um and so yeah, time to move on. Um but I, I agree with you. I, I don't think his uh, his skating was strong enough to uh, to warrant uh, full time NHL playing time. Um, you know, he's he has that weird skating stride. He's hunched over um, and just seems you know he got he had the one concussion uh, last year. Um, I think he got hit pretty good, uh, and it seemed like his skating style kind of lent itself. Um, to uh to getting hit and you know easily taken off the puck it, it i think it might might work well in the minors because he's a lower center of gravity and probably you know minor leaguers aren't uh, gonna move him off the puck as easily but uh, in the big leagues uh, he just he wasn't gonna cut it so uh one wade megan was his name hmm. um two
0: um his skating strides, you brought it up. You know who you reminded me of is uh, a shorter Jeff Norton. Remember Jeff Norton? I do. He always had a weird skating stride, too. And uh, obviously, Norton had a decent NHL career. Maybe Ray you will, too. But uh, and obviously, they play different positions. But, uh, you know, I mean, Ray could turn around and, and still be a 15 20 goal guy. But uh, as I said earlier, and as Bill just said, I, I just. I didn't see it with him, and and I think that uh, yeah, Twitter really wasn't that bad about it today. uh, But I did see a couple of Facebook groups uh, losing their minds over it. Well, they could have traded him for a third or a fifth rounder, and and you know, and then other people saying, oh, they should have traded him three years ago. It's like, no, well, he was still a prospect three years ago. He's really not a prospect anymore. You got to just cut your losses with guys like that.
2: I Blues did, yeah. I I mean, I agree. The Blues did well to waive him. They weren't going to use him. And it frees a little, uh, you know, a sliver of of salary cap space. was it 350 k or something? Um, So, which, you know, could just maybe clear the wave. Maybe they're freeing cap space for a trade later on. That's here, a lot of
0: people people are saying that. I don't know if they're doing that. I think it's kind of more to what Bill said, that they just don't want two floaters.
2: I I get it. And, and, and I mean, if you're not going to play the guy, why the hell are you going to pay him? So uh he's not playing in in Chicago. He was a healthy scratch. So whatever. That's I I thought he should have played a little more just to just to see what it could do over an extended period of time. But uh, the coaching staff did not see it that way. So
0: yeah, when that's what I was thinking though too. Is like when they were having their offensive woes really bad just a couple couple weeks ago, right? They why not give him a shot? I mean. And I know it sounds crazy, but, like, when you're really wanting to jumpstart your offense and, and you know, they haven't scored in, you know, over 80 minutes or they've only scored one goal in three games or whatever, why not take a, the guy who is supposed to be a top six forward who's sitting and throw him on your top six and just see what he does for a night? I've never understood why that's not, a, that's not something Hitchcock's ever explored. And I know there's a lot of coaches that don't, but there are a lot to do, and a lot of times it works.
1: Yeah, final thought on Ratty from me is, uh, is there uh, another player in the NHL that, uh, or, you know, a bench player in the NHL that got more face time during the Epics Road to the Outdoor Classic Series? <laughs> I, I think he's got to be the most, uh, you know, disproportionate uh, when it comes to playing time versus camera time.
2: I, I actually did not get to watch the Epics thing yet. I got to watch it. I haven't either. I haven't watched it either. Yeah. Well, well, Bill, you're all alone well, there.
1: Yeah, so watch it. Watch it this weekend. We can make it a talking point for next week. Got okay. it. Got it.
2: Homework. Damn it.
1: Nah, thanks, Bill. And it's the toughest homework you're ever going to do, too. <laughs>
2: uh, there are some mild, like faint trade rumors. Would you say with uh, uh, a couple of guys maybe being shopped? Uh, Shattenkirk for uh, Duchesne has been mentioned. Uh, is is Shatty enough? to get the uh, Shane from Colorado. Well, the same question here comes into the same question we had over the summer. Is he going to resign in Colorado? Uh, good question. I mean, that's, I mean, who who's going to answer that except for Shattenkirk. So exactly. I mean, I, yeah. he, I, he, I, I, mean, I, all the rumors point to him wanting to play in New York uh, and they're looking for a top, you know, top four defenseman. Which so. New York. Rangers. I, I, think mean, I, 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 assume.
0: I think he'd go to either one person. I think you go any of those teams there. I think he'd go Islanders, Rangers, Devils, even Bruins, maybe because of the back connection. Um, a couple other, but I, I think that there's probably about five or six teams. I think he would definitely say, yeah, I would resign with them.
2: Well, it depends yeah. on how he played. I mean, how he feels about Colorado from playing there earlier in his career. So, well, they're a dumpster
0: fire right now. It would surprise yeah. me if he uh, would be interested in going back there. It's all about the money. Yeah.
1: yeah, two teams, two teams that you know. I, I think you know it's already probably too late because, you know, everybody expects them to be blown up. But uh, you know, Armstrong's been pretty good about pulling off some, some, you know. Off prime trade time deals uh, with teams that are just looking to make trade uh, make changes, and I think I think the Islanders and I think the Avalanche are two teams that are are about to be blown the fuck up, and those are the kinds of deals that you know it, I think. You'd love to see happen. Um, you know, you can, uh, you know, maybe get somebody cheaper. You know, look at look at what the Oilers did this offseason, You know, trading uh, Hall for Larson. I, you know, I think that's a steal for for the Devils. But you know, the Oilers were looking to blow up that core, and they got rid of two guys that weren't in their long term. You know, that well, Hall could have been in the long term plans, but he was labeled, you know, not you know, not a core guy. Uh, and, you know, look at the success that Edmonton's having. So who knows? Maybe another GM, you know, Sackick at this point has got to be on the hot seat. And uh, who knows, you know, who knows if Garth Snow has any leash now that, that uh, is... the other ownership groups take it over. But both of those guys could, you know, could make a, a bold move.
0: That is one thing I'll say about today's waiver claim that I noticed on Twitter um, not so much anything from blues fans, not a lot of backlash there, a lot of backlash from avalanche fans saying how the avalanche didn't jump on him. Um, I saw a lot of fans saying what, you know, what the hell is Sakic doing? Is he paying attention? Did he even know Reddy was on waivers? Uh, so yeah, I think that, I think there is something to be said for, for fan pressure and, um, I, you know, I, they're not going to dictate what happens with that team, but I do think Sackick's starting to feel pressure that he knows he has to do something to get this team
2: jump-started. Um, well, uh, let, let's say real quick, and then we'll leave this topic. Um, let's say Shattenkirk would resign in Colorado. Would Shattenkirk be enough to get Deshane straight up? Or do you got to throw in like a Yaskin-type player? Well, Maybe.
0: I think you got to throw in Berglund, Ratty, and a third, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like that's every,
1: <laughs> that makes every trade work, right? Every, every
2: trade.
1: Um, so, so they got to trade for Raddy. No, um, th- yeah, they got to bring back Raddy. Yeah,
0: I think that uh, I think you could get. I hate speculating. You never know what teams want, what they need, but. Um, I think if you were to do a Duchenne for – Duchenne, sorry, for – I
2: always think of Steve Duchenne. I I say – I've tried to – yeah, it's Duchenne.
0: Um, But uh, I I think that Duchenne would probably warrant Shattenkirk and then probably a high pick, um, and I would do it. I would. I I think the Blues are desperate, desperate for a first-line center. Ah, And for whatever reason, they are not willing to give that chance to Stastny. They got to take Letera off that top line. He is – it's, I mean even even Shadkirk, the Jones. I know how slow he was. Oh that was so funny. It's like, yes, he can't keep up on the top line. He's not a top line center.
1: <laughs> That's uh that was perhaps uh <laughs> the uh biggest fucking joke that uh, I've heard come uh, you know out of a you know what was supposed to be just a peek in, you know, Shadkirk taking it to Yori. Loved it. <laughs> I think that I think.
0: was something that if, if, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy here. I think if the NBC sports really thought about it, because it probably, ha- I mean, they probably got that video instantly. like, let's throw this up. I think if they really had a couple minutes thinking about it. They were like, we probably shouldn't put that. He's
2: really ragging on LaTerra, but especially with how much fans hate LaTerra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think NBC knows that though? How the fans feel about Laterra? I, I mean, they—they all they no. all they all they talk about is how great that he and Tarasenko are together. It's just not really that tr- true. So, yeah, yeah, that's the depth of their Blues knowledge is that
1: uh, Vladimir Tarasenko uh, is uh, or Laterra is, uh, you know, has played with uh, Tarasenko over the last three years and it's the STL line. And uh, how great is Chicago? Oh my God, how great is Chicago? They're they miss Married hosted They miss Marcus Krueger uh yeah you don't get that kind of uh knowledge about the blues so man i, I
0: really hate jumping on the uh, turning this into a bashing Laterra segment here but <laughs> i mean i god i am so tired of him always getting out there with tarasenko just you look at tarasenko you look like a guy like hole who had adam oats and even that year that adam creighton was all over the place and and uh, t- towards the end with uh, Terjean, I mean, he always had an elite center with him, and he put up 86 goals. Now, I don't, I'm not saying Tarasenko is going to even match that, but I think Tarasenko with an elite center is at least a 50 goal scorer. Yeah, and he's, yeah. I'm sorry, he's not going to
1: reach that with LaTera always behind mm. the play, dogging.
2: Nope.
1: Well, and I think he's adjusted his Tarasenko's adjusted his play. To compensate if Latera gets caught up ice, Tarasenko's starting deeper in his own zone than he should be. Yep. You know, his how many how many breakaway opportunities? I'd love to see if, uh, you know, if the stats are out there. How many breakaway opportunities did Tarasenko have last year versus this year? It seems like he's only had uh, two or three that I can think of off the top of my head this we year. We had one the other night. Yeah. In, yep, Last year, it seemed like he was getting loose a lot more often, but I think he is playing much more on the defensive side of the puck uh, because Laterra is just an anchor on you know, that line. It's yeah. not
2: just Laterra's speed either. He's 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 weak on the uh, uh, on the forecheck. Well, when he's when he's being forechecked uh, or backchecked, I guess. Uh, he's he is if it's someone on him, he's weak on the puck, um, and he's terrible in traffic. Um, if he's out in the open, he's okay. He's fine. Um, he's got oh, good, even, he's, some of the most yeah. elite-looking passes when he's got time and
0: space. When he has but time. How right. often do you have time and space in this yeah. league? This if isn't he's, KHL. If he's
2: heavy, heavy under pressure, if there's someone on him, uh, pressuring him, pinning him against the boards, he, he's, he's terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. He needs, he's just one of those guys that that, uh, that needs open space, and you just don't have that enough to, to warrant the contract he has and to warrant uh, the line that he's trying to be put on.
1: Yeah, well, we've covered
2: the, the contract many
1: times over. It was way too premature mm-hmm. to give them that money. At the time,
2: I said that, yes. There yes. is not
1: one person who
0: would argue that, except maybe Doug Armstrong, because he's trying to save face. But, like, yeah. I've never... I mean, with Brewer, with Jackman, over the years, the people that have an off, the players that, that t- or, uh, fans have hated, you know, there's always somebody who's standing, you know, oh, the guy's
1: not that bad
0: or oh, that contract's not that bad. I have never met one person who is in agreement with that Laterra contract. It's an awful contract in every sense of the word.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, nowhere near enough of a sample size to know what you had when you gave them that kind of money, just absolutely bad decision-making. Um, So getting back to the original part of this conversation that elite center
0: for Tarasenko would that be Matt Shane Duchenne, sorry, <laughs> um, I do the same
1: thing. Just, I do it just every time, wait, just call him by his one of his great nicknames, Duke. Was it Duke. Duker or Douchey? Douchey.
2: Yeah, let's go douchey. uh The the offside man. How about that? I think yeah. I think he's the I think he's the best option that we would have, and that we've had the opportunity to have.
0: Now I will say, if if they had an opportunity to snag duchenne then yes do it but i do question if he is a the playmaking type to play along tarasenko but if you don't have that and somehow you can move yori latera in that deal then all of a sudden maybe you're stuck putting stastny with tarasenko which
1: wouldn't be the worst thing in the world no yeah force force hitch his hand make him do it instead Lord knows but I doubt they do would, I, I doubt
0: week. anyone takes LaTera unless the Blues hold money back on that contract. And the, yeah. would, the Blues would never do that, yeah, ever. Yeah, we can't afford that. Nope. We're too close to the cap, too. To even, and they're never, never going to buy him out either. So yeah. I uh-uh. they're stuck with him, which is a shame. And, I, and again, I don't hate LaTera. I think he'd be a great third-line center, but
2: mm-hmm. he's making way too much money for that. Yep. Agreed. Um, so winter classic weekend, uh, alumni game blues one, eight to seven, uh, over the Chicago alumni, uh, over 40,000 fans attended. Uh, they were saying it's the best attend alumni game ever. And, uh, Mr. Ponder, you were in attendance for the alumni game. Were you not? I was. How was it? Um, I am not overstating this when I say one of the
0: best times of my life i'm not even kidding i'm sure the winter classic was even better i wasn't able to attend that but the uh the alumni game was unbelievable we uh the nhl does it right um it's not just the game they have so many things going on around the arena um they uh they have this thing at at ballpark village um where you know they had like a bunch of different skills competitions you know you could shoot it into washers and dryers you could hit targets uh, you could shoot to hit a target to win a truck, um, and just a bunch of other cool stuff. They just had a, they had a bunch of food out, and Dunkin' Donuts was out handing free samples of stuff out. I mean, it was just all around. We got there about 10.30 in the morning. The game wasn't until 1.30. We hung out at Ballpark Village all day, had a great time. I'm not kidding, and I've been trying to explain this to people. There are certain times in your life when you can really look back and just remember how unbelievable of a moment and, and how great you felt at that moment. And for me, that was when we were walking down the concourse and we turned to go into our section. Yeah, Every time you'd go into the section, they were very strict, and I'm sure it was even worse for them in our classic. You had to only go sit in your section. You couldn't section jump, anything like that. So they checked our tickets. As the guys checks my tickets, I look up and I see – everything, see the field, see all the fans, the sea of blue, the amount of people there. That moment gave me so many chills and and just made me so excited and so happy. It was like the last time I remember feeling like that, and don't tell my wife I said this because I'm mentioning my kid being born. Um, (laughs) The last time I felt like that was when the Blues swept the stars in 2001, and I was there. Um, when, when the game ended and I hugged the guy next to me and didn't even know the guy, like that was the last time I've, I remember feeling like that. And it was just, it was such an awesome feeling. And the whole day was fantastic. Uh, I'm sure you're going to get into it, but what Keith Kachuk did with Paul, he put on Pavel Demetrius Jersey. That was such a touching moment. There were people around me crying when that happened. Um, I mean, it was just. Everything they did, the Blues, we've talked about the Blues in the past, their, their in-game stuff, how they always seem to miss the mark. They did everything right that day, and I'm sure some of that was the NHL. I'm sure some of it was even the Cardinals. But that was just such an awesome time. Um, seeing Garth Butcher get a, a, a penalty shot was <laughs> hilariously awesome. <laughs> I mean, he shot what? You guys watched it on TV, right? Yeah. He was a shot like five feet wide. (laughs) 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 And and I'll I'll, I'll go to say, too, you know, everybody says, if you talk to people that go to Winter Classics or or, uh, alumni games like that at a stadium, your view sucks. There's there's no good view. Everyone's going to complain about the view. But just being there and just being able to see it in person and know that that's pretty much a a once-in-a-lifetime. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be another outdoor game at some point. We don't know that. Uh, so as far as I know, that's the only time I'm ever going to do something like that. And it was, it was just such a cool day. And, uh, I, as you guys can tell, I could, I could talk about it for three hours and wouldn't get tired of it. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun.
2: You know, if just, just from watching on TV, uh, it it was, it was a ridiculously cool thing just to watch on TV. I, I can't imagine how much cooler it was to be there. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you why on tv it was just it was just cool um it was i mean you watched hockey on tv all the time but this was a you know the the gathering of all the 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 greats that have played for the blues and it's just it was cool i i mean i really enjoyed watching that game a a, a lot more than i thought it would it was just a it was just a lot of fun to watch even though they're out there just half-assing it and and uh, the younger guys out there they're kind of they're not they're not they're going 50%, you know, because they're they could blow around the Federcos and stuff out there, but um it was cool. It was just a lot of fun to watch. And I think the the elements, the the overcastness of it and the 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 haze and whatnot, the it wasn't sunny, it wasn't uh uh bad elements for that game. So it was it was cool.
0: Yeah, it was it was fantastic. Um
2: and and I underestimated how cool it was gonna be seeing
0: Gretzky in a blue jersey again. Uh, I I didn't even put a second thought in it. I'm like, "Ah, oh, whatever Gretzky's going to be there. I'm excited to see Pronger and McKinnis and Hull and Federko." The minute they announced his name and and you know, he had the the blue hat on that had 99 on it and and just he waves at the crowd and everyone was going crazy. That was a really cool moment too. It, I I didn't even think about how awesome that was going to be seeing him back
2: in a Blues jersey. Did you hear what they said about the skates? Or what he said about the skates? No, I didn't hear that. When he played as a player, he wore his skates two sizes too small Hmm. and his his toes were curled up in his skates when he, when he played. And he said he couldn't wait till he retires so he could just, you know, skate around and wear skates that fit. So his feet Hmm. would be comfortable. And now he says he can't skate with a damn because the skates are, they fit him, but they just, he, he, he didn't like them, Hmm. but that's what he wears. So he says he can't skate with a shit now. (laughs) <laughs> um, so let's talk about it uh, says so you
0: guys watch the game then the star of the game for me and the guy who could probably replace Yori Lettero on the top line Terjean Yeah, freaking Terjan.
1: that guy
0: was unbelievable I mean the way that and it's again you said everyone's kind of half in it you're right but the way that he was skating through the neutral zone I mean there was guys that played at the same time as him Scott Young who I was always thought was a great player he was having to look down at the puck sometimes. You know, turjan still looked like he was still playing. He he was skating with his head up the whole time. He was weaving in, in and out of the neutral zone when he had the puck. The dude looked unbelievable. It's like, man, get back on the rink. I love what Plager said. Did you guys see what he said? Uh-uh. He said that uh, – he, he said uh, – I guess they asked him about Turjan's play and because uh, he was one of the coaches. And he said, yeah, I had to pull him off the ice early because I told him he had a game on Monday. he i mean he looked fantastic it was uh, that guy could go out in any i would say any league under the ahl and still be a i wouldn't say an elite player but at least a guy who could skate with everyone else i mean he was that good he looked he looked great
2: well he's french canadian so he he his talent level decreases at a slower rate than, yes. than, than other Canadians or Americans. Or his European. half-life
0: is yeah. still going. <laughs>
2: Must be all the
1: poutine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, Brodeur looked good, I thought. Um, it was weird seeing Jamal Marys in a Blackhawks jersey. I know that uh, he played them for what one one year? season. And, and yeah. part of
2: what, it wasn't a full season. It was like hurt.
0: Yeah. yeah and but didn't... it was a cup season. So, yeah, he didn't you know, he didn't and he didn't play in the playoffs, did he? Well and something tells hurt. me something tells me that it was probably one of those things where he was gonna play for the blues, but they were like, We've got so many guys coming.
1: The Blackhawks right. aren't
0: having a ton. Would you mind playing for them?
1: Right. I'm sure that's exactly what it was. He just I'm sure he was just excited to be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, my, my favorite thing watching the whole game, of course, was watching the goalies and, and seeing the the you know the guys that I grew up watching and idolizing, Mike Liute, oh man, I uh, <clears throat> I got down there Friday afternoon just to, to check out Ballpark Village and the swag in a store at a Bush Stadium, and I picked up a Liute uh, alumni uh, game t-shirt, so first time I'd seen a Liut shirt on sale. So I'm like, gotta get it. So pick that up, but getting to see him play and Eddie Stanowski. He looked um, great. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> he did. I mean, they, they, he made some really great saves at the end of that first period. Um, When Darren Peng let the blues back in the game, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I'd, I'd say, if, you know, out of out of all the goaltenders, you know, uh, you know, I think Chris Mason, you know, probably uh, probably more so than Brador, probably could still, you know, cut it if uh, if somebody had to go in a, um, an emergency spell. Um, Mace looks like he's still in pretty good shape. Um, my biggest disappointment was that uh, Murray Bannerman didn't bring the old uh, Blackhawks mask that he wore the uh, the old. Uh, Fiberglass one piece uh, from back in the day. I always thought that that was the most intimidating, most beautiful piece of goaltender artwork of its time. Um, and he was wearing just the white, uh, you know, uh, two piece. Yeah, didn't like it. Yeah, I think everyone kind of expected that. It was weird
0: when they announced him and you saw his his mask. It's like, man, what what's going on here? What uh, did they tell me
2: wasn't allowed to wear it?
0: And what's the deal? <laughs>
2: Uh, I, for me, it was uh, the, during the game. It was just seeing Oats play. It was my my yeah. favorite player all the time. Uh, that's I, when I play. I Wore number twelve because of him. I've got uh, during the uh, last tournament we played, and I had a, a boss in a away jersey, our home jersey, with twelve on it uh, for him. And uh, I, I styled my play after him when I was growing up. So I, I, I was just just I didn't care how he played. Just seeing him on the ice again was cool. Him Gretzky Hall.
0: Good stuff. I, awesome. I okay. So when I was in the media, there was a guy who, uh, was in from, I think Edmonton. I, his name is escaping me. And he was, uh, I think he wrote for the Edmonton son. I can't remember. But anyway, he, um, he was telling me, he goes, you know, looking at your alumni list and looking at the, the team, the players they've had and just cause this is when they had went up uh, or was playing. Uh, actually I think that's why he was there. He was covering Brodor's first or second game with the blues. And, uh, he said, looking at your alumni compared to the other 30 teams in the league and all of their alumni, if you could take everyone, every one of every team's best players in their prime and all put them all on one roster and have everyone play a tournament, I really think the Blues win. He's like, your top line would be Gretzky, Oates, Hall with Pronger and McInnes and Brodeur in that. And he's like, your second line would have – Brendan Shanahan, Joe Mullen. I mean, he just starts going on and on and Peter on. Peter Stasny. Right? Yeah, and I'm like, you're right. I never thought about it like that. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, granted, a lot of those guys, Gretzky, Brodor, namely, were here for a very short time, and some of them at the very ends of their careers. Glenn but, Anderson. Yeah, but if you could take those guys and put them in their prime and put them all on one team, that is a perennial cup winner right there.
2: They've had the teams. They just yep. haven't had the luck. Nope. Anyway, uh, so that after that fantastic game, a couple days off, and uh, so the Winter Classic happened. Wait, before we get into that, did you see what happened between Gary Roberts and um, uh, Chris Scraper? Yes, I did. Man. Uh, I, I heard about it. I didn't see it. I heard about it. Did you see it, Bill?
0: I did not. Did you hear about it? No. So for oh. those who don't know, so you should check it out. It's on YouTube. I looked it up because that's where I saw it. Um. The the Maple Leafs and the Red Wings had the Centennial Classic on New Year's Day. Uh, They played their alumni game, I believe it was at the same time as the Blues-Blackhawks alumni game. Um, So Roberts and, and Draper go into the corner, and, you know, for those that remember, they were two very feisty players in their day. They skate out of the corner, hacking, whacking, shoving each other. I mean, they're screaming at each other exactly what you would see when those two were playing in their playing days. Um, that was crazy. I mean, there were the, you could see the officials just kind of saying, well, what do we do? You know, <laughs> like, I'm watching it now. What? Yeah. And like other players, you know, I mean, obviously the other guys are out there, you know, watching the, for those that watch the blues and Blackhawks alumni game, they're out there for fun. I mean, yeah, there was that, that hit on, on butcher. I don't know if that was intentional, but None Ooh. of that. It was all just fun. You know, everyone's laughing. Everyone's having a good time. Gretzky's taking uh, pictures with Blackhawks players. Like, no bad blood. But, like, these two start going at it in an alumni game.
2: Yeah, figure, <laughs> yeah. it Figures Draper would do it in an alumni game. would never oh, do something like that during, the, during his yeah, career. He'd, he'd hit somebody and skate away.
0: He is top five. Top five least favorite players for me. I've yeah. always hated that guy. Cheeto face.
2: That's what I always call
0: him.
1: <laughs> look, look at my faith. <laughs>
2: uh, that's an improvement. I just watched it. Yeah, they they, uh, they hacked and whacked all the way out of the corner, all the way to center ice. Wow. I mean, I mean you look at those officials. And, and oh.
0: they're, you know, those, aren't, those aren't NHL officials. I think those are just volunteers from, like, the area. So they're like, <laughs> I got to break up a fight between Roberts and Draper? Like, what did I sign
1: up for? Roberts at the end there looked like he gave Draper a little bit of the house. Your
2: father. So. <laughs> well, Roberts gave Draper the shot first in the corner. A little, a little cross shot. Nothing, nothing major. But he gave him a shove, and I don't <clears> think <throat> Draper liked it. And uh, yeah, they were hacking and whacking pretty good. That's awesome. That was that was mm-hmm. something else to see. I don't, I've
0: never
1: yeah. seen that in an alumni game.
2: You All imagine right. what the fans are thinking. We're about to see a fight in an alumni
0: <laughs> game. All
1: right, so so here's my dream now is uh, that the uh, Red Wings and the Avalanche play in an outdoor game. Wow, and, that's good. Uh, and that would be beautiful. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. They, yeah, they Le- Draper, Le Draper. Yeah, that would be beautiful. They well, could just re
0: pretty. they could just redo that entire fight scene
2: from that game. <laughs> God all right so the uh, the winter classic happened on uh, Monday the second uh, before we talk about the game the masks the glowing masks the blues I it really I, I, maybe it's just me being picky or being a, a graphic artist or whatever uh, I'm sorry Jake Allen's masks in general suck they're awful yeah <laughs> his, his winter classic mask I mean the colors are right, but the it looks like he's just got like is it look like a six year old just stuck stickers on it <laughs> all over the mask. It's just eh. uh Now Hutton's mask is badass. Did you guys see that one? Yeah. His, oh yeah. Uh, his uh, yeah. Uh, uh, cardinal baseball themed. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Allen's is just and his the mask he uses mm. during the season the, with the horizontal stripes is just it's just, uh, it's just uh, awful. Anyway. Yeah, no, I was I uh, actually had a conversation with
1: uh, with your cousin about this um, and just Jake Allen's equipment overall. It, I mean, it it almost looked like he was, you know, he went shopping at the Gap or something, just very bland and white boy. And, uh, you know, Hutton's mask had, you know, had a lot more a lot more thought, um, you know, and I, you know, it was uh, a great offset to uh, Scott Darling's. I don't know if you got to see that. Yep. it's a, a little sacrilege uh, wearing that into Bush Stadium. <laughs> yeah. But...
2: yeah. Well, he, but yeah, he I got, he got smoked. He got smoked.
1: Yeah.
0: Well. I love it. I thought that was awesome. And wore
1: that, to be completely honest. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Well,
1: I mean, he uh, he he didn't play at all, so no big deal. Oh, but, he's a. Uh, they, yeah. uh, he's a Chicago boy, anyway. Yeah, no. It, but both both of those designs, you know, from from uh, you know, uh, in, in artistic perspective, uh, you know, Allen's was by far the, I would say the the worst of all of the uh, outdoor games
2: <laughs> ever seen. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I yeah I, I you see some really cool masks uh, for the outdoor games, and I'm sorry, I, I don't know if I, maybe I'm maybe Allen just has way too much input. He's one of those people that just does not have an eye for what looks good and tells the designer what to do and just the designer's h- hands are tied <laughs> based on. I, I don't know. I, I, I would. You know what? His, his, his masks always remind me of when you play one of the NHL games
0: and you get the generic mask for the yeah. team. That's that's what I think his masks look like. Like you can just, oh, they're, they're, I saw this mask on NHL 17. Uh, can you just make that one for me?
2: And this is the Milek helmet you can buy at Walmart <laughs> with, with the logo logos on it. That's what it looks like. Uh, uh, yeah, that, you know, when you talk
1: about uh, the, uh, the video games, um, you know, I forget what year it was that, uh, that they actually had all of the, the last time they had the, you know, some of the actual masks worn by the goalies in the game. That is, I think, the biggest piece missing from the current uh, NHL franchise on EA sports if they could figure out a way to get that back in and get them updated uh, you know for whenever changes are made uh, it would be uh, that much better
2: I think so too so the uh, the mask issue aside uh, the jerseys were sick uh, the blues uh, and they'll be wearing them six more times that was announced I think today yeah uh, this season so that's pretty cool
0: I'm very happy with that
2: and I yeah. heard, I heard someone say real quick that uh, that may be the third jersey next season.
0: Has yeah, you heard? I heard that too.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that's I, very
0: likely a possibility. I think they've been wanting to get rid of the the third jersey now because it's very much a its uh, creation. Hmm. And I've heard that you know, obviously we all know Stillman and him did not exactly get along. So, but the problem is, fans love them. They didn't, you know, they don't want to switch if the fans love them. But I think fans love these jerseys even more these things are fantastic
1: yeah I, I heard calls for for making it the you know the current home jersey uh, from a few people on Twitter um, but I don't know I, I think uh, I, I think it would be a good replacement um, Of course I wouldn't mind if they were all four of them.
2: Yeah, I, they just went into these new ones, so they wouldn't. I, I can't see them changing that. But well, they're going to have to slightly adjust them next year, right? In
0: the next year when uh, Adidas yeah, takes Adidas over, together. yeah. So they, I mean, they've got the opportunity to change them, but I, I don't think they will. I think they're going to stick with the same design. Just let Adidas make them. But as and a I third jersey, say, they're they're great.
1: I will say, I when I went down to uh, to the stadium, uh, looking at the uh, all the apparel, I uh, I was considering picking up one of the, uh, the replica jerseys, but I, it, I don't know. There was something, something about the material, um, that I, I don't think a replica would have, uh, would have, I, I wouldn't have been happy with it. So, uh, I'm going to hold off and, and see, you know, it, if, uh, if Adidas is going to produce one, uh, what it's going to be like, because, uh, the material just felt cheap on the replicas.
0: Yeah, I'm uh I'm going to the game tomorrow and, and I saw that they're selling alumni jerseys. Um and uh I, I like you, I, I got a pronger uh t shirt jersey, um, which I'm very happy with that purchase. I've already yeah. worn it like three times. Yeah, um I've, I've worn the <laughs> yeah. Uh but um the uh but the but an alumni jersey would be fantastic because Adidas isn't gonna remake those. But yeah, I'm not I'm not buying another blues jersey for at least till I see what Adidas does.
2: So rain was in the forecast on uh, Monday morning. The NHL announced that they were going to reevaluate the forecast and decided on a start time at 7 a.m. the day of the game. But at 7 a.m. they decided to keep the noon start time, which was a good call because the uh, aside from the uh, some spitting rain early in the game, the weather held off and the ice conditions actually got quite good, uh, if you believe the players and the refs. Uh, the overcast, uh, foggy, hazy day kind of made for a uh, cool atmosphere, which I mentioned earlier. And, uh, you know, aside from not being able to see the arch, which I think they brought up on TV, it was like, oh, they're kind of a cool shot, yeah, from, from your behind home plate out across the ice, and you see the arch in the background. Yeah, you couldn't see the arch at all. Oh, all yeah. fog. Yeah, one you of my favorite. see, like, tweets. one little
0: part of it at, at
1: one point, and that was it. Yeah, one of my favorite tweets was from Mark Lazarus, the, uh, the Hawks beat writer, saying that uh, it, it looked like uh, one of the photos from Back to the Future where it was fading in and out. <laughs> <laughs> pretty
2: cool. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, I I I mean the Blues. I thought the Blues played a fantastic game, uh, and they got better as the game went on. Uh, I texted Bill after the game that, uh, and I I feel I felt this way for a little while now. Chicago, and I, this is not a. I don't think this is me being cocky. They don't scare me anymore. So, I, I mean they're they're ahead of us in the standings. I get it, but when they when we play them we play them good. I mean, we've played them good for a couple of years now and I, they don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, uh, Kane scares the crap out of me. Taze is a fantastic player. They got some fantastic players, but whatever it is now compared to three or four years ago, they don't scare me like they used to.
0: You know what? I loved hearing. I loved, I think it was who they interview after the game. I think it was Taves. Um, no, it was before the game. And he said, "Man, it might have been Kane. I don't remember." One of them said that the Blues right now are are definitely their biggest rival, and I I loved hearing that because forever Blues fans back in the day have been, oh, the Red Wings, oh, they're our biggest rival, they're our biggest rival. You ask the Red Wings, they're like, we don't care about the Blues, we beat them every time. That's not a rivalry if both sides don't feel that way. So, and it was the same thing with the Blackhawks, you know, from about 2009 till about 2014. But now you really do get the sense that both sides feel they are equals and that makes for a fantastic rivalry. And I don't think the blues have had a rivalry like that for a long time. Um, I think the, uh, the sharks back in the mid two thousands were a pretty big rival. They just didn't play them enough. Um, But I mean, aside of that, an actual rivalry, both sides hate each other. I, I haven't seen that in a long time and I, I love seeing it because I think that's, that's what we're seeing now.
2: Uh, some of the initial officials that were on hand said that this uh, winter classic, uh, not the not on ice officials, the like league officials uh, said that this winter classic was one of the top two that had been done so far. So from, from presentation to the fan atmosphere to the game itself, you know, they rated the entire thing, which is fantastic. And based on what you said, Jeff, from being at the alumni game, and, uh, you know, it, it, the Winter Classic was probably, you know, that much more exciting because it's actually an actual real game that counts. And the fact that the Blues won, you know, the fans are into it even more. Um, so that's just uh, kind of awesome. That, uh, and I think a lot of us thought that the Blues were long overdue to get this game. They were... Do uh, you know
0: what number they were? What number they were to, of teams to... 11. To, 11, well, 11, right? It's Winter Classic, but I'm saying... Yeah. Uh, t- uh, 20, 21? 23rd 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 that's crazy to me i mean i i think there's a lot of teams that are still overlooked like i think nashville definitely deserves one um i think a lot of teams like that dallas deserves one uh god why has dallas minnesota not happened yet i know still irks me but anyway 23rd i mean this is a loyal everyone says we're a baseball town thanks stan kronke but this is a sports town, man. I mean, that the fans are loyal. They've they're filling the building when the I mean, we don't fill out Wednesday against uh, you know uh, Carolina.
2: Carolina. Carolina
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh.
2: uh, what's the attendance to tomorrow night? Uh, yeah. by about sixteen
0: thousand. No, I they're yeah. not they're not filling it up, but you know what? Uh it's Detroit, no is Detroit isn't exactly selling out every game anymore. Granted they're not as good, but you know, the, the Blues have always had a loyal following, and uh, for them to finally get a Winter Classic was huge. And it, you hear so many players say it, and I know a lot of them, you know, you probably think, oh, they have to say it, but Jeremy Roenick came out and said that he thought the Blues did it right and that they everything was great about this weekend. Uh, every Blues alumni player that was interviewed said, this city has been starving for something like this, and it's great. They finally got it. It's crazy. It took this long to get something in St. Louis,
1: you know. Yeah, and and the Blues. I mean, the Blues and the Cardinals both got major accolades from a lot of national media for how well they executed this whole weekend. Uh, I mean, we saw you know anybody from you know the, the guys on the NBC broadcast to you know all the way down to Renault Lavoie for uh, RDS you know, just raving about the, the atmosphere. And, you know, it, it was that it's great to see us getting that recognition, but yeah, it definitely was overdue. And I'm glad to see that, you know, uh, at least the majority opinion is that we, we pulled it off. And uh, so, <clears throat> and then we were given all the, uh, the, the commissioner's ultimatum to make our arena better. But yeah.
2: You, know. <laughs> you know, it's funny because uh, it, it doesn't take a genius to, to, understand how blues fans are with the team uh never won a cup never had any substantial playoff success whatsoever haven't been to the cup finals uh since the first 3 years uh when it was the, the best expansion team versus the best of the original 6 um I, it's, I haven't been in the finals since then so and for this for the fan base to support the team like it has without the entire history of the team uh, aside for a few lean years back in the 05, uh draw we drawing 7,000 a game, but still um, the, uh, never winning a cup and no playoff success. And to have the fan support that this team does, I, I don't know how, why you wouldn't think that it's not a fantastic hockey city. I mean, like you I said, it's a sports city, love sports in a city. Uh, but I mean, they love the blues here. I love when uh, when
0: the Capitals were ousted out of the playoffs last year. One of the uh, the Capitals writers, you guys may even have seen it. Uh, he tweeted out, "Is there a fan base that has endured more uh, distress than Capitals fans?" <laughs> I was like, "Are you what?" <laughs> yes, and I loved seeing it because when I clicked all the when I clicked on it, I already saw so many Blues fans like, "Are you kidding me? Have you heard of the St. Louis Blues?" Like. <laughs> So yeah. many other people jumped on him, and I'm like, hey, for one, that shows me that blues fans are following a capital's writer, which means they obviously care about hockey. So why are we always shoved aside as a baseball town? We're a sports town. And big reason for why I think people feel that way is, is the Rams. You look at the relationship and the 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 love between the blues and Cardinals and the way they do things with the community and how involved they are. The Rams. Yeah. They gave to charities. They did photo events where they went to children's hospitals and stuff, but they were not as engaged as the blues and Cardinals are. And that is why, yeah, we had some dark years as blues fans recently, but like they, they have always had a strong following as well as the Cardinals that'll never go away for either team. And, that's why it, 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 the audacity of people like Stan Kroenke and all those people to say that this is a, is a baseball town, it's infuriating because this team the this, this city cares about its sports teams who care about them in turn. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Rams were never involved in that.
1: Well, no, that what are you talking about, Jeff? I mean, come on. People were dying to meet Leonard Little. Uh, <laughs>
2: wait, too soon? Oh, oh man! man. Wow! Woo. Wow! That was good. good like, like you said, Joe, uh, the the fans aren't stupid in this town. They 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 recognize the the Rams ownership group didn't give a didn't give a damn about the fans in this town, and that affects the fan base. It's like, oh, you don't give a shit about us. Well, why the hell should we care about you? Um, you don't try and you don't even try to win games. You don't try to put a good product on the field and you want us to spend money on, mm-hmm. on your, on your team. Why should we, I mean, and this, the, the fans still turned out and watched the team play, but man, the backlash from fans against Kronke was, it was, was fantastic. To be honest, it was, I loved it. I loved the, the, the treatment that he gets and gotten and will continue to get forever in this town.
1: Yeah, I I loved uh, you know some of the tweets during the game. You know, comparing the uh, you know the the Blues just sold out a baseball stadium. There are forty six thousand people here, and they showed the LA Coliseum where you know the game where it was you know maybe a fifth full. Yeah, just in forty. 40- thousand for an alumni game
0: yeah yeah and they couldn't get what twenty thousand for a for the last game of the season in the NFL
2: there are people calling in, in la fans taking signs and banners to games saying go back to St. Louis yeah I've seen those
0: <laughs> and that's, I'm not dogging LA one bit it's the franchise it's yeah. that you're not you don't care about your fans and and that's something like as much as I've we ever talked about this I wasn't a huge John Davidson fan. I feel like he he was a little too involved in hockey operations that maybe he shouldn't have been, but that's, that's a story for another time. But I loved when all this, when all it started and he was signed, he kept preaching, just stick with us. The years are going to be rough. The next couple of years, just stick with us. We're doing, we know what we're doing. We're doing things right. And they did. They, they turned around. <laughs> right. When they start turning around, see you John Davidson. But <sighs> But you know they they did and he was right and they really did try to build a championship caliber team. Maybe I'm wrong, but I never felt and I never heard the Rams saying stuff like that when they were losing in and you know 2 and 14 seasons and 4 and 12 seasons. I maybe I'm wrong, but I never felt like anyone came out and said, "Just stick with us. We're we're working towards something. I promise." You know, it we were never told that, I feel like at least it wasn't heartfelt. And uh, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's different.
1: Yeah, it seemed like, you know, that when they won in, you know, 2099, whatever it was, it, it, they weren't supposed to win. They won on, you know, the back of, you know, a, a guy that was bagging groceries two years prior. And it, it was such a great story. And it seemed like they never learned how, you know, after the Great show on turf, they never learned how to put a team together. And they always kind of, you know, were waiting for lightning to strike twice. And, you know, I, I think the, the closest they got post-Kurt Warner uh, was when Sam Bradford got here. I think that was that was the most hope that the fan base had. And, well, we know how that turned out. So,
0: Yeah, I kind of relate to the way they were with how the Edmonton Oilers were recently, and we'll find out maybe they still are, that they couldn't really figure out how to put it all together. And they just kept saying, well, we'll just get the first, you know, we'll get a top five pick for the next couple of years and everything will sort itself out and we'll figure it out from there. I feel like that's kind of what the Rams were doing was, uh, you know, we'll we're, guys, we're going to suck for a couple of years, but we're going to get some really good draft picks that we're going to keep missing on. And, uh, again, I, I feel like the Blues never did that. I feel like the Blues always tried to to still put their best foot forward. You know, I mean, you look at uh, that year that they re-signed. I think that was the lockout year the year after the lockout when they brought in Scott Young last minute because it was like, Guys, we probably need some help scoring. Let's try and bring him back, see what he can do. Bill Guerin, uh, Paul Correa, as much as I hated that signing. like They were still doing what they could to remain competitive and to give the fans something to watch.
2: Uh, I feel like the Rams never did that. So in the game itself, um, Chicago scores a minute into the game and it gets nothing the rest of the way. Uh, and the goal was really credited to a goofy goofy hop uh shot that kind of knuckled and hit the ice and just kind of went over uh, just over of skating uh off uh, allen's glove when that goal went in
0: did you guys were you guys sitting there like me thinking oh no don't let the puck be like this all
2: game yes yes yeah yeah well yeah the first shot that you see it, i mean it hits the ice and skips goofy and you're like oh hell because i mean yeah. well, that and early on there were some puddles on the ice because it was it was it was raining a little bit um that cleared up and
1: and as far as the bouncing puck goes um you know it seemed to me that you know even go back to the game um that i went to uh when the habs were in town that the puck inside of uh the drink scotch has been hopping like crazy uh this season and it, it a lot more and it's not just bounces off the boards. It's just, it, it's it been just a lot bouncier. Um, and I don't know, you know, part of me thinks that maybe that was a ploy for the, you know, the blues to be prepared for getting into a, uh, you know, into the outdoor game and the unpredictability of the puck. Um, I, I don't know. Um, after that goal though, it seemed like it settled down.
2: Well, I thought they. I mean, generally speaking, I thought the Blues played great, and it was, it was um, seven minutes later that Steen uh, passed rink wide to Bomester, offensive force Mister J. Bomester at center ice, who carries the puck deep into the uh, the Chicago zone and uh, into the corner, and I was, I was and in the second period. The uh, no, that was in the first first period. I thought it was the second. No, they tied up. They tied him up uh, seven. I can pull it up, but. I'm. it was. Um, I'm, I'm. gonna side here with Ponder. It was the second period. Was
0: it
1: really?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yes, it was. Were you okay. watching the game, Kurt? I was. Oh, I was. I was. I was. was. <laughs> was. Anyway, okay, whatever. Second period. Uh, but uh, but uh, Berglund puts home a nice uh, a nice uh. Are you sure it was the second period? <laughs> it, I'm looking at it right now. Yes. It is
0: the. It was definitely
2: the second period. Yeah. Okay. Both right. the, the goals happened. Seven forty-five is the second. Okay. You're right. Yeah, it was the same in the ice. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I'm um, right. You don't tell me. I'm always right. No idea. Okay, whatever. You do the show? I'll just sit back and. <laughs> you can take our... No, please. Your voice is so heavenly. I know it's so. It's it's it's, it's extra sexy tonight. I, don't, I would want to deprive mm-hmm. people of it. Um. So yeah. No Berglund. Uh, whose dad was in the stands? Uh, which was kind of cool. So he got too uh, tied up for the Blues. <laughs> so oh, the sloppy, the sloppy, irresponsible play by Chicago, which I wanted to talk about because it, it's just it, one of the reasons why I'm not too scared of playing Chicago anymore. Uh, they tend to be doing stuff like this now for whatever reason, and uh, they were throwing the puck around like crazy in the offensive zone, like blind behind the back, passes the top of the zone, and it got picked off and stolen. Um, Tarasenko passed to Fabry, went at the left wing and uh, uh, into the hog zone, Then he gave a nice flip pass over the defender's stick back to Tarasenko, who uh, from a bad angle slid the puck back in front to LaTera, who... You know, his, his role in this game was to have Terrasico try to pass in the puck that goes off, at, uh, off of uh, uh, <laughs> Jalmerson's skate and pass Crawford to give it a 2-1 to lead.
1: Yeah, so, so you're saying that uh, LaTera's role was to come in late?
2: <laughs> yes, his role was to come in late and stand there and, oh, I'll try and pass you the puck. If only yeah. that
0: worked every time.
2: Yeah, I I thought the uh, the empty
1: net goal that uh, Kaner scored earlier this year was oh. going to be my favorite, but uh, I
2: think this one replaces it. <laughs> that was awesome. I love that goal.
0: Yeah.
2: And uh, but about a minute later, the Blues uh, stole the puck at center, and uh, Fabry on right wing slid the puck over to Laterra in the high slot. who then, who, you know, and he had an assist on this play. Who uh, it was, a, and it was a very nice pass because he had room. Uh, a very nice pass to Tarasenko, who crowded the puck and let a quick wrister go that beat Crawford under his glove arm. Eh, you know, if you're a Hawks fan, you're thinking maybe a bad goal. I don't know, but uh, under his arm. Either way, it was a good yeah. snap.
0: I mean, he put it right where. I mean, Crawford yeah. had a lot of that net covered. He put it right where he needed to.
1: Right, and he protected it from uh, Seabrook, who is sliding to block it. He he beat both of them.
0: And you know, and I'll say too. I mean, obviously, we already talked about how NBC is is all, you know, Blackhawks, Blackhawks, Tarasenko, Blackhawks. But like, and you know, he did have a good game. I'm not taking away from Tarasenko. I thought Robbie Fabry had an excellent yeah. game, um, except for the penalty he took, which was yeah. what are you doing,
2: Robbie? Yeah, that uh, was a pretty bad boarding who, penalty.
0: That was a real. I was afraid. I thought he might have gotten five for that.
2: You know yeah. what, though, he did let. I mean, he didn't. He did let up. I mean, it was a it was a bad. He shouldn't have hit him, but it, he didn't. He yeah. didn't destroy him. He didn't like lay into him. He he didn't see him. No, he didn't see broken. No. No. God, no.
0: That was yeah. bad, but no, he. I thought he played fantastic. Uh, that whole line. I mean, even Laterra. I mean, he slow. He played slow and sluggish. But I thought when the Blues really started taking over the game, Laterra was was battling for pucks, and at that whole line, just they they clicked that game, and I hope that continues.
1: Yeah, Fabry Fabry really has been the best player on this team over the last couple of weeks. I think. I, I, um,
0: since he's been, since he was a healthy scratch, I think he's played yeah, excellent. Yeah,
1: he's found his game. And what what did you think about the blue toques on a skate? Were those not absolutely off? Just Andy
0: beautiful? Murray was having an aneurysm somewhere. <laughs> it's
2: not. It's not it, tradition. Yeah, all I could
1: say is good.
2: <laughs> uh, Steen gets the empty netter uh, on what well, I thought was a terrible play by keith i mean he gloves the puck down and it just he just lets it lay there for steam to take and backs up and what are you doing okay fine we'll take it Empty net. yeah uh, how great
1: is that for Steen though to you know to get his 500th career point and uh 300th career assist in? yep in that game yeah it's
2: absolutely cool. beautiful and his first goal in a while too something like yeah. 20 games so yeah, he's,
0: and, that was crazy I, when I saw, I mean, I knew he was having kind of a rough year, four goals for that guy. That's crazy to me.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. It seemed to me like he was, he, you know, he, maybe he came back too quickly from his uh, most recent concussion. Um, the way he had been uh, just not producing. Um, I think Dan Buffett, you know, uh, tweeted, you know, he'd love some production out of him and well, you got it. Goal and assist. It was great to see and hopefully uh, hopefully he picks his game up going
2: forward I forgot to uh, post the link for folks to join us so I just did that it's kind of late in the show but if you're out there listening you want to join the show uh, click on the let's uh, go bluescom slash radio and click on the join us live on the air uh, button and you can talk some hockey with us did you guys hear the uh, Chris Kerber's uh, call at the end of the game
1: Oh yeah, that was awesome. That's a winner. I did not get to hear. it.
2: That's a winner. Yeah, I said, uh, I, what, uh, he said, He
0: mentioned Jack Buck's name. He yeah, said,
2: he uh, said, uh, "All due respect to Jack Buck, or something like that, or with all or yeah. to Jack Buck." Uh, That's a winner. Yep. So, so I, I love curbs. It's awesome. So
0: did it? Uh, did it bother you guys at all that the Blackhawks did not stay to shake hands?
2: I didn't notice that. I walked away from the TV. I was. Uh, yeah, they they
0: skated right off as soon as the, the buzzer went.
2: It's
1: a regular season game, though. It's it's not playoffs.
0: I yeah, game.
2: but the other games, they shook hands.
0: There's only one time they didn't, and that was the uh, the Capitals and Penguins in 11, 12. Uh, the Penguins skated off.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's the Hawks' way of saying, you know, as as a group, we're sick and tired of playing this outdoor shit every year. It's such yeah, a I mean. It-
0: I know I have a, a, a friend that's a really – an actual Blackhawks fan. Like, they knew who Eric Daze was. Um, and
2: uh, <laughs> he,
0: uh, he says that uh, – yeah, he, he says the same thing. He's like, it's distracting. I hate every year when the schedule's released and they say, oh, Blackhawks are playing this outdoor game. And he says that, you know, the fans are sick of it, but the Blackhawks do it because the NHL asked them. And I think Pierre Maguire even mentioned it during the game, like – how good of the Blackhawks organization to do it, to, to say, okay, yeah, we'll play if you need us to, because they easily could say, you know what? We're tired of it. Now they're one in four in outdoor games. I mean, they've, they've been shelled in some, I think there was a game they lost like six to one and I don't remember who it was. Yeah, Minnesota's
1: it, the, uh, yeah, Minnesota. the
0: Minnesota. Yeah. Sure. I mean, they're, they're not good outdoors. And it, like you said, it's a distraction and I'm surprised they continue to do it every year, but you know, good for them for doing it that's cool of them but if i were the gm or the the president i'd be like no more this is way too much of a distraction and we can't
2: win outdoors well you know the i'm the team makes money on the deal so i mean yeah no. they do so i mean i'm sure that's part but i think it.
0: they're i think they're making money hand over fist anyway
1: Yep.
2: the blues are now six points behind chicago in the standings with two games in hand
1: yeah the Hawks play is trailed off over the last, uh, I forget what their, uh, do you have that, what their uh, last five are? I think they're uh, one and four now.
2: Do I have it up here? I don't.
1: So they're uh, they're spinning out. Uh, unfortunately, the Wilds show no signs of letting
2: up. Yeah, they're, they're essentially in first place in the conference. I mean, they have games in hand too. The Hawks are in their last uh, 10 or five, four and one. Minnesota's nine one and zero, and they're they have four games in hand on Chicago, and they're one point behind them. So they're essentially in first place. And even even San Jose, you know, what? if the games if 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 the teams behind Chicago win their games in hand, which is is asking a lot, but Chicago would be in third place in the conference right now. They're in first, but they'd be in third, and the Blues would be two points behind them. So. There you go. There you have it, and there you are. Uh, up next for the Blues, uh, tomorrow night against the Hurricanes in St. Louis. They are in sixth place in the Metropolitan Division, and they are 5, 10, and 6 on the road and have lost their last two games overall. I think uh, I think this is a game that uh, the Blues kind of have to win. I mean, it's not much win by any means, but it's a, it's a game that they're not a good road team. The Blues are a good home team. Do you you're coming off the winner Classic. Do you want to win this game?
0: Yeah, I think you so so they up. they they have to at this point. Yeah. I mean, Minnesota's streaking in Chicago before this game was streaking too. So I I think they have to. It's and not a must win. I mean, nothing's no, a must no, win. No. But at this point, but I think you to continue to build momentum. You you really want to win this game.
1: Yep. yeah it, it would be a huge disappointment you know you, you just get through you know all of the the buildup and you know all the it, it had to have been a, a major you know mental and emotional uh, you know, weight uh, to get to and through the winter classic and now you're beyond that and can you refocus and take out a team that by every every measure right now you should be. You yeah, and let's face
0: it, they're they're uh, they're writing a very big media high right now. Um, media is all about the Blues. So you win this game, you go into Saturday, a division game against the Stars. Uh, you can pull away with that one. You got another game on Tuesday against the Bruins that maybe it sells out for Bacchus, but maybe not. But if you win these two games and you start this winning streak, um, I really think the, the Scott Trade will be rocking again on by next Tuesday, uh, because people are clamoring for blues right now.
2: And real quick before we close the show out, you guys want to comment on Columbus at all? Oh my God. <laughs> the it blues was... don't play them anytime soon,
1: right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we, we got our asses kicked handily when we Oh yeah, there. eight eight to two. Eight. So did eight Montreal. To four, 10, I think nothing. it was eight to four. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Jackets have uh, hung some big numbers on my favorite clubs this year. And, uh, yeah.
2: man, it's what are they, 16 in a row
1: right
0: now? 16 Six now, out. yeah,
1: the record's 17. God,
2: damn you know, their, their goal differential, the Blues' goal differential is negative three. Columbus' plus 52. <laughs> Where that's, did this team come from? That's twice. That's twice what Pittsburgh is. It was in second place behind them. You know what I hate?
0: I hate because I... I will full-out admit, I do not like John Tortorella one hey, bit. Nope.
1: There but there my... are so few people in the world that like John Tortorella, and nobody outside of Columbus wants this to be happening.
0: I, I Dude, I love <laughs> – I actually really like the Blue Jackets team. I've liked them for a couple of years. But, man, I, I they need to fire Tortorella so I can actually be happy for them.
1: Yeah, but he's. uh, This is probably going to get him an extra year or two. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: And after that, he'll be getting another NHL job. Yeah.
1: They
2: are. They are twelve, two, and three on the road. That's amazing. That's ridiculous. They are. They are insane. I'm going to say this though. I'm going to say this though. Uh, When they do lose next, they're going to lose three in a row. You watch. Mm. (laughs) What if they lose 17 in a row? (laughs) (laughs) They'll lose three in a row.
0: Yeah. Mm. so uh one thing that i'll add before we close up shop here um i just want to say to the people who are at the winter classic um and again maybe i'm just uh partial hearing the crowd on tv was crazy i've watched every winter classic except one when they it was the last time they had it on the second i had to work um i think that was 2011 um but uh yeah, I've watched every other one, and when the when the home team scores, you can kind of hear it. You could really hear it on TV, I know you guys will agree. You could hear the crowd. You could hear the the "Let's Go Blues" chants The when the anthem was going on, which, by the way, marvelous touch with the anthem. The the trumpet that yeah. was. Oh but, my God, that was cool. Yeah, kudos yeah. to the Blues and the NHL for that. Um, but uh the, the crowd was fantastic. Again, it really drove home the the fact that this is a blues town as well as a Cardinals town. So kudos to you if you're listening, if you are at the winter classic. Man, you did a fantastic job. You're you're as much a part of that win as, as the Blues team.
2: And also uh was it tomorrow night the World Junior Championships? Is tomorrow night? Yep. The USA versus um, who are they playing? Uh, I believe Japan, right? <laughs> Not <laughs> Russia. <laughs> Not Russia. They beat him in overtime. Uh, so that's uh, yeah. It's at 7 p.m., is it? It's, I guess 7 p.m. our time, is that right? Yeah, it's on NHL Network, correct? Okay. That should, uh, yeah, check that out. Who do they play? And uh, one more thing uh, I
0: want to throw in, Sunday. Do you guys know about Sunday at Busch Stadium? Oh, the pickup game. Uh, no, the pickup game, yeah. Yeah, they're doing uh, Cardinals All and day. alumni playing each other. Uh, they're also doing a skills
2: competition with the blues players i'm gonna try and, i'm gonna try and go there. go there
0: and uh they're also having a, i believe it's the the firefighters and the police are having yeah, a yeah. game as well starts i think at 11
2: 30 goes to yep. 2 or 2 30. the tickets fire, are the firefighters start the uh, firefighter and policeman starts at starts at 2 30. so that whatever okay. that thing is
0: so probably like three thirty four ish. ish uh that's ten dollars a ticket
2: and that's to everything you get you, you get into everything that's everything.
0: yeah that's yeah. every single event that day um great way to wrap it up i think there's a skate you can skate on the ice it's like 20 bucks a person that also gets you into the they're having a, a ceremony at the end uh, to close up the the rink at bush stadium uh so for 35 bucks you've got an entire day's event um and you know if you just want to go for the morning and afternoon 10 bucks that's uh, a great deal i'll be there um uh, bringing my family it's gonna be a great time
2: i am gonna try to go to that actually yeah let me know if you do maybe we can sit together hey we can meet up hang out yeah
0: like (laughs) we're friends sweet (laughs) i've never had a friend
2: well you still won't okay oh
0: (laughs) (laughs) my mom says i'm cool yeah
1: yeah i'd definitely be interested so let me know if you're
2: heading over okay will do i'm gonna try um, so that'll do it for this week's episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, if you, uh, well, let's see, uh, Twitter, uh, to contact, uh, let's see, you want to talk to Bill on Twitter? It's at Billy Blue Note. And if you want to talk to Mr. Ponder, it's at jponder 94. And I am at Kurt Price. So, and we free-
1: are at LGB
2: radio <laughs> and we are the three Amiga. We need to go ahead and take LGBT radio, too. LGBT radio. Yeah, we should buy yeah. that buy the domain. <laughs> yeah. uh, don't forget to check out the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill when they open, which should be next week. Hallelujah. Yeah, we uh, we stopped by there. Um,
1: they had a, uh, a watch party last Friday night, um, but uh, couldn't serve anything. So we yes. popped in, and uh, the place still looks great. Um, get those licenses. Get it open. I mean, he, he
0: posted on Facebook that they're, it's happening. It's coming.
2: Yep. yep. Uh, I think next week. And Because uh, yeah. it was a BYOB watch party, so if you brought your own beer and food, you could hang out watch some games. It's a fun place to watch a game. Man, we watched the uh, the game against the Stars Wrestling. last year. Oh, yeah. The, the playoffs. Oh, my God, that was so much fun. A lot of people were there, and just, just watching the game with everybody there was just a blast.
0: Well, We went for USA-Canada
2: in the World Cup,
0: and, uh, I mean, there's a yeah. lot league- Ten to fifteen people there, and I had a great time. Yeah, USA sucked, but yeah, <laughs> I wanted to blame Tortorella, but apparently it
2: wasn't his fault. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, what have you done for me lately? Yeah, uh, right. They are located in Maryland Heights, so check them out on Facebook or uh, bluenotesportsbar.com. dot So, for Bill Day and Jeff Ponder, I'm Kurt Price. That will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Let's go blues. Let's go blues.
0: Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers.
2: Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. (laughs) Save the way blues. Save the way blues.